Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. Clearly, life isn't always what you expect it to be, amen? Oftentimes, we have great expectations for how things are going to be, and they don't always turn out. Sometimes there's no oil in your candle. Sometimes the PowerPoint stops working. Sometimes all that happens on the same day. But you know what we call that? We call that life, don't we? Life is sometimes messy. Life is, is sometimes unpredictable. Life sometimes serves you up things you don't expect. And that's what we're going to be looking at today when we look at Joseph. See, Joseph thought his life was all well organized until it wasn't. And I think a lot of us, we can kind of feel for Joseph because we've been there, amen? So let's get back into talking about Joseph. We started last week talking a little bit about uh, the man Joseph who was a carpenter, uh, a man who worked with his hands, a, a man who was uh, an artisan. And this man... He was pledged to be married to a young woman by the name of Mary. Now, when we think of Joseph and Mary, sometimes the image we have is a little different than, than maybe other people's images. When you picture Joseph, raise your hand if you see Joseph as an older guy. Any of you see him as an older guy? All right. How many of you see Joseph as like a younger guy? How many of you have never, ever really thought about it until just now? Yeah, you never think about it. Well, believe it or not, the Bible didn't tell us much about Joseph at all. As we said last week, he doesn't even have any speaking parts. Right? The only stuff we know about Joseph is what other people say about him. And so... We don't know the age of Joseph, and the Bible doesn't tell us anything. And so early on in the history of the church, people started to scratch their heads and to ponder about Joseph. And so uh, early on, uh, uh, different traditions about Joseph began to arise. And one of those traditions has to do with Joseph and his age. One of the stories, and this isn't in the Bible, uh, but it, it's, a, it's an early story, tells that Joseph it was an older man. Uh, he was picked by uh, Mary's 
mom and dad, uh, who the Bible doesn't ever mention, but in tradition, uh, 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 Mary's mom is, is a woman by the name of, of uh, Anne, uh, often known as Saint Anne. And, uh, 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 and Joseph is picked to marry, uh, uh, well, to marry Mary because they, they know that their daughter has been picked by God to do something special and they want somebody to take care of her and to keep her safe. And so they pick a, a older uh, a, a widower uh, to marry Mary and uh, to protect her. And that is uh, the tradition that carries forth even today in uh, different parts of Christianity, like the Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church. So if you see G, um, Joseph uh, uh, shown as an older person, chances are that your nativity set or that painting was made by somebody who is either Roman Catholic or uh, uh, Russian or Greek Orthodox. On the Protestant side of things, since the Bible doesn't say how old Joseph is, we tend, tend to go with that he was probably a similar age to Mary. And so Joseph in the Protestant world tends to be depicted as a younger person, as, as somebody uh, either Mary's age or just slightly bit older. And uh, so go home, look at your nativity set, see how Joseph is uh, portrayed, and you can almost guarantee the person who made it, if they were either Roman Catholic or if they were Protestant, by the age of Joseph. Now you have something you can talk to your friends about at Christmas dinner. <laughs> so let's talk about Joseph and Mary. The Bible says that they were pledged to be married. And we often say that they were engaged, right? That, that they were, were engaged. But engagement then and engagement now is a little bit different. So uh, the uh, best way of, of looking at it is to kind of look at the marriage customs during the time of Jesus. And uh, basically it worked like this. A young woman's family would get with a young man's family and they would decide that, you know what, I think our daughter and your son would make a great couple. And couples were usually brought together by their families. A little bit different than, you know, today. There you know, were no dating apps back then, right? So your families tended to put the couple together. And the way it worked was... Uh, uh, the families would sit down and they would introduce the man and, uh, and the woman t together. Uh, women typically got married uh, 14, 15 years old. Guys maybe were a little bit older so they could support a family. Uh, so maybe 17, 18. And uh, they uh, uh, would sit down together. And if the, this marriage looked like it would work out, the groom's family would pay money to the family of the bride. And this wasn't a small sum of money. Scholars uh, tell us that it was, would be equivalent to, let's say, a car. The amount of money you'd spend on a car today. So you're, you're, you're talking a big chunk of change. 
you know, uh, would go from the groom's family to the bride's family. And then the groom himself would save up a little bit of money, a couple months uh, uh, worth of pay, and give that to his soon-to-be wife as well. And we can kind of think of that. It's very similar to the idea of, of guys saving up money to buy an engagement ring, right? And, and it would have been about the same amount of money. And uh, once that money was exchanged, both families would then sign an agreement. And the agreement was that the, uh, the woman would be faithful to the man and the man would be faithful to the woman. Uh, and that if the man, for whatever reason, decided not to go through with the marriage, the woman got to keep all of the money that was given to her. Yay, for women, right? But the reason was, is, is, is there needed to be money there to support a woman who had been abandoned by her soon-to-be husband, because it might be hard to find her another husband right away. Um, and uh, the woman agreed, of course, to be faithful to the husband. And then there would be a few months to maybe even a year's time, and a wedding ceremony would take place, and uh, uh, the happy couple would live together. So Mary and Joseph had apparently already done the whole money thing, and they had signed the agreement. They were just waiting for that wedding ceremony when all of the sudden... Joseph is hit with the news that Mary was going to have a baby. Can you imagine, Joseph? Can you imagine the feelings that he must have had? Luke tells us that, that Mary had learned from the angel Gabriel that, that, that she was pregnant. And... So she goes and she visits her older cousin, Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, who she herself had a miraculous uh, uh, birth or a, a miraculous pregnancy. And I, I like to think that maybe Elizabeth went with Mary to, to go talk to Joseph, that maybe together they would, would be able to convince Joseph that, hey, guess what? I'm going to have a baby, but don't worry it's from God. Now, I got to tell you, I've had people tell me all kinds of things in my life. I bet you have too. I've had people who have told me that um, everything that from the earth is flat, literally had somebody tell me that once, to uh, our, our country is being run by reptilian aliens. That was recently. I am not kidding. And my answer to all of that is, huh, really? I picture Joseph having a very similar reaction to Mary coming up and going, hey, Joseph, guess what? I'm pregnant, but don't worry. This is from God. And I just see Joseph going, huh, really? An angel told you. Yeah. I bet you that happens all the time. 
And you couldn't blame Joseph for not believing. Would you believe somebody if they told you that? You'd be like, um, I mean, I don't know much, but I know basic biology. (laughs) Yet, Joseph did something that was remarkable. Joseph did this. Joseph, according to the Bible, did not want to disgrace Mary publicly. See, Joseph could have gone and and made a big fuss about this. He could have said, look what Mary did to me. And he could have broken off the engagement. He would have gotten all of his money back because she hadn't been faithful to him. And she would have been ostracized. She would have had all kinds of shame heaped upon her by her community. Now, technically, uh, uh, the the, the scriptures said that she could have been stoned to death for committing, because this would have been considered adultery. Now, there is really very little evidence that during the time of Jesus there in uh, Roman-occupied Palestine that that, uh, women were still being stoned to death for adultery, but it was on the table. Joseph didn't want any of that. Instead, Joseph did this. He said, I'm going to just let her go quietly. I'm going to take the blame. I'm going to just tell people I decided I don't want to marry her. She gets to keep all of the money. I get all the blame because he'll be looked at as well, for lack of a better term, as a jerk, right? And so she'll keep the money. I'll be, be, be looked at as a jerk. People will, 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 will look at me with all kinds of scorn, but she will be protected. Isn't that amazing? To take punishment that you think somebody else deserves to protect them for their benefit. I can't help but think that Jesus growing up heard this story about his, his, his earthly father and, and, and that it couldn't, that it must have made an impression upon him. That, 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 that Joseph was willing to take the punishment that he believed somebody else deserved for the other person's benefit. That's an amazing, amazing example. But then Joseph, of course, was was reached out to in a dream by an angel who tells Joseph not to be afraid to marry his beloved Mary because everything she told him was true. And he then walked forward in faith and did just as he had been instructed to do. My friends, Joseph is an amazing example for us of what it means to have sacrificial love for somebody. Joseph is an example for us of what it means to be a man of integrity. My friends, we live in a world that is in desperate need of men of integrity. And Joseph is a great example of that, of somebody who was willing to look beyond their own needs and look to the needs of somebody else. So when we read this story of Joseph, we're not just reading about a side character and 
the Christmas story. No, we are reading about somebody who took seriously the call to follow God's leading and to do what was God's will and to live a life of love. And that's what this whole season's all about. Living a life of love. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be willing to extend grace to those who have hurt us so that we may allow room for you to work miracles in our lives and in their lives. Help us, Lord, to be people of integrity, to be people who are willing to sacrifice on behalf of others, just as Jesus sacrificed on the behalf of us. We thank you for the story of Joseph. We thank you for the incarnation. We thank you for your love. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.